So, so what other stories comes to mind besides that one? That was pretty funny. I got a load of them. Well, share one. Well, what kind of story do you want to hear? Whatever you want to share. B-O-O-T. I did that right. Bootin is ignore. Ignore. Boot camp. Well, I, uh, in the early days, you know, since I was a walking cop, I did have the privilege of working with other officers, elderly officers. Mm. And, uh, that that's kind of different than today because today they don't kind of they don't walk the beat like they used to. No. And, uh, police officers now that back then everybody in the neighborhood knew who you were, right? Pretty, Pretty much. much. Well, I was fortunate. But I was born and raised in a port down there, Marshall Street, so I knew the area really well. And uh, what was funny was when I was a kid playing on uh, Marshall Street, we used to play stickball out there with the kids. And uh, there was a big tree in front of the Cummings house and. Joni Bescoini was, I think, was the only one that could be able to hit the ball over that damn tree. She was, she was, she oh, was so she? good. Yeah, <laughs> she was, a, she was a tomboy. She could oh. outrun, outbox, outplay, out football, out anything. Any boy on a block, you know, she was just yeah. amazing. And I still call her today. I talk to her. She lives out there in the Camden area. Oh, she's still alive. She, she was, uh, yeah, she was, um, what do you call a gym teacher? And she a professional softball player. She played with the Marauders. Oh, okay. And she played with another professional uh, team. She was credited, and she played on a championship team that was the only team that got a triple out. She was a catcher, mm-hmm. so I don't know how she did it. She caught the ball. She threw out. They threw this way, then threw the first base. But they got three people out in one play. Triple play. Triple play. Yeah. Wow. So... Uh, so I mean, as far I, I know, like you talked about how you um, became a police officer. I mean, your first year was all that learning. Time. Yeah, it was a learning process, very learning because there was these old timers back in the day. Don't forget, I wrote wrote this book starting in the '60s, uh, going into the '70s, going into the '80s, right. going into the '90s. Every decade had different, different values, different mores, different training methods, different, uh, you know, the situ- scenarios were constantly different. And the criminals changed. The criminals changed. were changing. The uh, respect for law enforcement changed. The, uh, as you can see today, I mean, to be a cop today is just ridiculous. Woo! Absolutely ridiculous. It's tough being a cop now. I can't, I can't compare. I, I mean, do you sometimes look at uh, compare what you you how you used to work compared to what the cops well, do today? Yeah, because today, uh, by today's standard, what I was uh, subjected to back in the '60s, uh, you would be put in jail for today. You know, <laughs> you know they wouldn't recognize the woke. Could never oh, yeah. tolerate or stand. You know, they gave us nightsticks. Can you imagine? Mm. Now that's a violent act in itself. You know, hitting somebody with a stick is not <laughs> a pleasant thing. No, it's not. And there's no way to make hitting somebody with a stick Subtle. look nice. Right, right. You know? exactly. And uh, when I started training the cops, I started to teach them how to go for elbows, knees, uh, muscle area, you know, rather than strike them in the head. Because when I came in, 
they didn't have the training that uh, I was giving them. Right. They were just, you know, when something happened and you, you had a guy who was somebody. struggling with you, they took that stick and whack him over the head. Whack, whack, whack. <laughs> and, you know, they stitches in the head and you go right. to court and he had a big turban in his head and the judge said, what the hell happened to him? You know? <laughs> and naturally, uh, they resisted arrest. And that's the, that's the whole big thing about all of this stuff with police involvement and shootings and things like that. Mm -hmm. Resistance. And none of these people resisted for crying out loud. Nothing would happen. No, yeah. because I, I, I look at the police officers compared from today to when you were, the, the respect. The respect for cops. Well, that, they didn't down. respect they you. They feared you. Right, right. But I'm saying, yeah, but that's, that's, that's yeah. what's missing now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to look at the police now, I see they're wearing all this this uh, protection and yeah. they got a camera yeah. then they got the gun yeah. they can't, and they got this. I'm like these guys look like they're going to war man. And, they can't use, and they are going to war <laughs> it's what, they are going to war <laughs> but anyway when I was a kid like I said we used to play stickball out there on Marshall Street and a lot of times the ball would go into Mrs. Bolinowski's yard, yard. Dr. Bolinowski's mother right and she naturally she wouldn't give the ball back. <laughs> so there was two. There was her and Olette Bolinowski and Mrs. Rose back on her right. She wouldn't give the balls back either. <laughs> they were both, uh, you know. That kind of reminds me of when I played wiffle ball at that apartment. When he hit hit it over to that Italian guy, he would never. He wouldn't give the ball go back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was crazy that guy because he put he would put barbed wire and spike things in up their glass. <laughs> I guess the kid, I went over there, I wanted to kill him. I said, are you crazy? I said, if my kids come over and they cut themselves on here, I'm going to cut your throat. <laughs> I remember that. Why that nutty guy to do that? And, and when when the ball would go over there, we were like, oh, we, uh, we had, we had yeah. to make sure we had at least five to play with because if it got, went over there, it was like, it's gone. Yeah. We're not even going to try to get it. So here I am, a young cop walking a beat down on First Street, and I get a call. See the woman... Disorderly Juveniles, 146 Marshall Street. I go, 146 Marshall Street? I just, that's Mrs. Bolinowski. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked down there in uniform. Now, when I was a kid, mind you, she used to yell at me and she used to call me, Johnny, get out of you, you devil, you, you devil, you, you. And she cursed at me in Polish. She, she didn't know. <laughs> so now I walk over and I'm in uniform. And I go, did you call the police, Mrs. Bolinowski? Yes, yes. And she looks at me, she goes, Johnny, is that you? I go, yes. Johnny, you police now, you devil, you. <laughs> you devil? I go, yes, I'm a police officer now. I says, can I have my balls back now? <laughs> she started laughing. Oh, Johnny, you, Johnny, policeman now, Johnny. Oh, God. <laughs> Mrs. Bolinowski. So yeah, I, I got to uh, I got to renew my acquaintances with the with, with the, the area, you know, yeah. you know, down the port there, they had Dowd Pool where my brother Mickey used to be a a, a lifeguard, uh -huh. and they had the wreck pier there, two-story building used to yeah. be down there, yeah, and you know, we could uh, watch the boats. I was breaking in a cop one time, and I saw. Uh, a police boat from New York up at the pier and they were stopping off at the bar in a corner to pick up some beer <laughs> so I go I says I says what's it like working in that boat 
They said, oh, you want to come aboard for a ride? I says, yeah. So we jump aboard and they take us out to about the Shooter's Island. And I hear two six to Officer Vasquez and Officer McCarran. I go, holy shit, the boss is looking for us. <laughs> I says, you got to go back. You got to go back. <laughs> You're way out in the ocean. We were out there by Shooter's Island, so they were heading back in a boat. And uh, we could see the fuel boss, the, the light, you know. And, and we were on the river, and he was on Front Street, and we we're trying to beat him <laughs> to get back to the pier. And he called again. You know, I, I didn't answer the next time, and then finally, I, I answered. I said, "We're at the East Jersey in front." And he says, "Okay." And uh, we get there just at the same time as we're jumping off the boat. He's oh, got, wow. He's, he's pulling in. <laughs> and then, but, he, but he saw us. He says, did I just see you jump off that boat? <laughs> I says, well, the NYPD was showing us around. I says, I'm not going to lie to you. I says, I says, but technically, I said, we were still on post. We were on this side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> he says, next time, just let me know ahead of time. I says, yes, sir. <laughs> So he was nice about it, you know, we got away. Oh, that's good. But then uh, a couple of times, like I said, when uh, we were filling in, a lot of times the guys would call off sick and they had to fill in. They would take us young guys. And sometimes the lieutenant would make a mistake. They would put two young, young guys together, two, two rookies in the same car. Oh, wow. Yeah, honey. Yeah, baby.